Hi everyone and welcome to the Beauty Insider 101 podcast with me, your host, Danny Nichols. This is a very special episode because not only have I got an amazing guest, I'm also recording it out in New York. Yes, I'm bringing you a special episode all the way from New York this week. I actually don't speak that much in the interview segment of this episode and you'll be relieved because I didn't realize it's going to echo so much. So I'm actually going to let my amazing special guest take over with a few prompt questions from me. But this is the perfect episode for anyone considering starting a skincare brand slash beauty brand or anyone that's just curious to see what's happening for new indie brands right now. And without further ado, let's get into the episode. Today I'm sitting down with David. He is the founder of Namesake Skincare and I cannot wait for her to share her story with you guys and just tell you everything about the brand. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Danny. Um, I obviously followed you on TikTok forever, and I'm so glad that we finally met um, really by chance. Like a few months yes. ago, we were like in the same audience, and you raised your hand and you're like, Oh, I'm Danny from London. I was like, Wait a second, I know who this is, I know her. <laughs> so I'm so glad we were able to connect and, and, and get French and everything, and that you're, you know, using namesake makes me so happy. Um, but yeah, so I'm Dave Lynn. Um, I'm the founder of Namesake. We are, it's a skincare brand that I really started to pass down everything that I learned about skincare for my mom, who is a board certified dermatologist. Um, and my husband always corrects me. She is the sort like the skin of color dermatologist, um, in the country. Like, you know, everyone growing up saw her. I grew up in Washington, D.C. She was like kind of like this hub, you know, like a, almost like a community hub for us after school. I was working there in her office and, you know, like our neighbors and our friends and my classmates and everyone saw her as a patient. And then I kind of became this like dermatologist by proxy, you know, like everyone knew that I was going to have answers to. And if I didn't, then I could just, you know, call my mom or text her, ask like mm -hmm. kind of what she thinks. And so that's kind of been my whole life. It's like learning everything about skincare from her being really invested and really just like curious, especially about different products and like organizing her sample closet was like my favorite thing to do. Cause she would get, you know, every brand would come across her desk and we would kind of put them away and they're all very like, Pharma brands, right? It was like Aquaphor and, you know, Ice Clinical. This is like 2004, right? Like oh, long time ago. Ice Clinical, Glytone, um, all the like Cetaphil and like all of that stuff. But um, it, it's just something that I just ended up loving. And I'd go with her to conferences and take her badge and like get the little, you know, go to the like huge auditoriums and like get all the stuff. So that has always been my jam. Um, and then, you know, just growing up, my skin has always been very sensitive. So mm -hmm. obviously I wanted to use all of these products, but then my skin would kind of freak out and she'd be like, wait, 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 wait. Like try Not one her. thing at a time. Like, don't like, I know you're a lifeguard this summer. I don't know mm -hmm. why you're using this, you know, super strong active and not wearing sunscreen. And that's why you have a sunburn. Oh. And that's why I have these, I have these like little freckles here. It's like from one specific summer. So I just like learned a ton from her and um, it had always been my dream to really just like pass this along, especially the knowledge piece. Um, so, yeah, so I launched in 2022. Um, obviously feels like it's something I've been working on my whole life. Um, yeah. And we launched with a moisturizer, which is kind of this like. I don't know. Allure said it was like, <laughs> their review was like, that's like not a great name. They were like, this is more than like the daily moisturizer. I was like, you know what? Oh, that's yeah. like, 
that's a good that's a good feedback um because it really is this um product that i wanted to create something that was going to be really like nourishing but also give this kind of like instant radiance and also like smooth your skin at the same time so it like is really the answer that to the question that's like what should we be doing to our skin as we're you know getting older and it's like Mm -hmm. keep your skin really hydrated and gently exfoliate and kind of like make sure that cell turnover is still happening um and quickly so it gently exfoliates the skin with polyhydroxy acids and then rosehip oil really like nourishes promotes even skin tone um and then like ceramides and glycerin and all these things that are just like keep it really plump and juicy um, the formulation is amazing. Thank it's you. It's a brilliant formula. And I think like you were just saying, like all of these things that we need to be doing to our skin, especially as it ages, without having to buy a million products. And I feel yes. like this is something I'm constantly harping on about. Just buy well-formulated products. Yeah. And you'll literally have so few products that you need. I think it's a bit complicated because obviously it's my job to review products. So I try a lot of different products. Mm-hmm. But if I'm just buying a skincare routine, and that's what I recommend to everyone, Buying one really well formulated serum, one really well formulated moisturizer. Yeah. And the fact that you have got those PHAs in there, it's so nourishing from the ceramides, the glycerin. It's a dream face cream. Sorry, that's a new name. Oh, dream, the dream. Let's call it that. (laughs) Because it just does everything. It does everything. And so gently, like, I just love the fact that you put PHAs in there. Do you want to talk a little bit more about why you kind of went for PHAs instead of the typical AHA, BHA route? Yeah, I mean, that is really, it was because it was, I was making it for me, right? Like Mm -hmm. finding an exfoliating product that is not going to like be too harsh. It's not going to really sting afterwards when you put other products on it. Like if it was, you know, PHAs, they're polyhydroxy acids. So they're just like much gentler. I call them the like sister or cousin of AHAs and BHAs, which I think you see in like so many products, which are great too, right? Like salicylic acid is like amazing for acne. Um, glycolic acid is great for you know smoothing and exfoliating too like and if you're using these things at like lower percentages like you're going to be okay um but i i wanted to include phas because one they're gentler and two you can use it every day so um i didn't want you know anyone's skin to freak out like my skin's always freaked out um and i just wanted something you can just like that can make your skin smoother over time Absolutely. So that's, that's why, yeah. I feel like those are um, like a genius, they're genius molecules or whatever they are. <laughs> they are, and I feel like they're so slept on. Like you said, so many of the larger brands in the market really lean heavily on the traditional AHA, BHA. And me personally, my skin just freak out from them. Like I cannot use them every single day. Yeah. But it's so nice to have something that has that element of exfoliation in, but it's not going to rip my face off if I use everything. You know what I mean? Right. And we talk a bit about your background before skincare. So obviously you had your mom's amazing dermatology practice that you're working in. Did you go straight from like school to college? Like what was your kind of journey to become? Yeah. Well, it's like very roundabout. And I think that's just like, it's just like such a lesson and the founder lesson, right? It's like, I went to school for well, I didn't, I went to college because I was like, I'm going to college. I don't know what I want to study yet. Mm-hmm. I play violin. I love music. And I ended up majoring in psychology and Spanish, which like, I don't know. I took psych 101 and I was like, this is really interesting. I think I'll yeah. major in it. And then Spanish, I like, I was already very good at. And I, was, I placed very high. So I was like, oh, let's just add this into fine. Um, 
I obviously am not specifically doing anything in like psychology or Spanish. Um, but I, when I, I was in the orchestra, like all through college and I really still wanted a job in like music. Um, mm -hmm. and I didn't really know what that meant, but my senior year, I learned about the role of the music supervisor, which now is kind of like a common thing. It's the person who like finds music for movies and, and ads and TV. And I was like, Oh, that's what I want to do. So I ended up, you know, after six months after graduation, working at an advertising agency in the music department in New York. Um, and you know, I was an assistant and then I kind of turned into this like music radio producer person. So I would like find music for a lot of these like test commercials and also then like real commercials and it was this big agency that had like Johnson and Johnson products. So we had like Band-Aid and Royal Caribbean and Bailey's Irish cream and like all of these like very huge brands. Um, and then I really learned how to license music to make sure that we could use it for these commercials. Um, and I was like, this is a dream, but I was like completely underpaid <laughs> and overworked. Sounds uh, like you. Literally <laughs> in 2007, eight. Um, and I ended up, uh, getting my master's in music business. So I went to NYU and I was like, oh, maybe I can get my master's in this and let's, let's do it part-time and I'll work part-time and, mm -hmm. you know, go to school part-time. So I ended up doing that. But in the meantime, ended up at another agency, um, kind of like on a contractor position, but ended up there for like a year and a half. And then I got a call from Google after I had kind of been in touch with them and someone who I'd worked with before was over there. Um, and I was like, well, this seems amazing. <laughs> it was Absolutely. also at, uh, kind of this like in-house, um, creative studio where they Sick. would kind of create, you know, ads for different Google products. So Chromebook was like my first project. Um, we had like a bunch of things for on you for YouTube. Um, and it was this like, it's this really amazing team called the Creative Lab. And, you know, they did the Google rebrand in 2016. And it was very high, high profile, like high, uh, I don't know, just like high visibility um, mm. team that was amazing. And I was there, I ended up at Google for nine years. Um, so mo nice. Moved out to LA. Um, my husband got a job out here. I ended up transferring to YouTube, which is within the alphabet company. And after three years, I was like, you know what? I'm like, I'm going to go and do my own thing. And this is what it's going to be. So that's kind of how I ended up now as a founder. And, um, my day to day looks totally different. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine. Like, what does your kind of day to day look like as a skincare brand founder? Is there like any kind of loose structure or is it just so different? Uh, it's all day? over the place. And it's like, you know, before like, people were putting meetings on my calendar, you know, and mm -hmm. you like show up and you like go to them. And now it's like, I, I am completely in charge of my schedule. And some days it's like, I don't have any meetings. And like, I have all the time in the world. And then the day's over. Yeah. Or sometimes I'm just like in back to back calls. Like, you know, today I had a few calls, one with another brand founder. Um, right. We're like looking to do a giveaway, but it's also like, just great to be able to be like, wait, how's it like, how's this going for you? Like, what do you mm -hmm. like there? That is such a big part of it. It's just this community of founders who are kind of, we're all doing the same thing in beauty, yeah. trying to figure it out. Um, 
And it's just so nice to have these people. And especially in LA, there's a ton. So in person, I get to, you know, go to events and see people and just figure out like, okay, how are we going to like, let's do this. How are we going to do this? Should we do a giveaway? Should we like host an event together? And that I feel like has been a really rewarding part of this whole thing. I can just imagine. That's so nice that there's like a network of founders. And I think that from the outside looking in, you probably think that it's quite like competitive and, you know, like people pitch against each other, but it's actually really nice to hear that that's not really the case. And there's a lot of collaboration. Yeah. As a kind of looking at ways of working together to kind of boost everyone's profile, I guess. Totally. Because everyone's at different stages, you know, and like, I can be friends with a hair, a skincare founder who, you know, our markets are totally different. And then it's just like, wait, like, how are you doing this? Like, oh, I had no idea I should be doing, you know, that kind of thing. So um, it is, it is really nice to know that like everyone can just be friends and get along and and share resources. And of course, like, I don't think everyone does, you know, but it is nice to, you know, especially in like some of the crossover categories, like, make like I can I have so many like makeup and hair care you know founder friends and and skincare too but I think it's almost more crossover absolutely and just quickly on I guess the space and growth and what's happening at the moment how has it been kind of getting into store because I know you do a lot of D2C but also you do have store presence as well yeah yeah so our majority like majority of our sales are D2C um And I think that is just kind of the nature of being like a baby brand and people like coming from our Instagram or from TikTok or from wherever. Um, And then, you know, I've been really like almost cautious about retail, like Mm. because when you do go into retail, you want to be like really, really ready. Like Sephora's dream, right? Like, yes, I want to be in Sephora, but I'm not ready to be in Sephora today. Do you know, like the amount of capital that's required to even like, start to go into a huge retailer like that's yeah. like it's just a lot um of money and time and you need team and all these things so what i've kind of done is i've identified like a few like smaller boutiques that um kind of move the needle so like 13 loon is a really great example cool. they are here in la they are five minutes away from me i'm there like every week because <laughs> like i, I would it. be anyway you know because yeah. like that's like the kind of store that i frequent but so now I can like, like today I need to go by there and like bring the staff a few, you know, full size so they can make sure they have it at home. And uh, we did a pop up there a few weeks ago, which was great. And I was able to bring my friends and, um, and, you know, people off the street just came in. And then we're also in a place called The Things We Do, which is, um, they have three locations here in LA and they are more of like a med spa with a really well curated shop. Um, and so they do like injectables and threads and like facials and they're just like very knowledgeable and then they can kind of uh, recommend the products in their in their store. So their stores, I mean, it's amazing. And I, I, I walked into it like two years ago. It's like, hi, I'm Devlin. Like I have a skincare company. would love. They have Aven. They have like Glytone, like all of these brands that are really like just excellent. Um, so... so being able to be there is great. And we hosted like a facials night in May, you know, during over Mother's Day. So I like to be able to partner with retailers that, you know, we can, you know, take advantage of the space and like bring them new clientele at the same time as like introducing people to the mm-hmm. namesake. I love, that. I love that. And I think that like having that kind of like cult store approach is so nice. And like you're saying, like bring people in, having that kind of community hub as mm-hmm. well so i think that it comes so 
as a consumer um, and even as a content creator, when it's just online, it can be very hard to feel like you're bought into a brand. Yeah. And the fact that you, you guys are really making so much of an effort to have those like in real life touch points. I think that's like a real standout thing. And I take my hat off to Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, because it's there's so many brands out there, you know, and it's like, yeah, it's so hard to navigate, I think, for the average person. It's like, well, what am I supposed to buy? Like, and if I can't even try this thing, like, how do I know yeah. that this is going to work for me? And that's one thing we we just finished these samples. Um, we have like, it's like a card oh, with okay. a, uh, like a Love. tear open. So I'm like, okay, great. Like, let's get these samples in as many hands we can, because yes. I can't do a pop up myself, like, you know, every weekend, like times a thousand, <laughs> not gonna, right, not gonna happen. So that's a really, that's a way that I've been trying this past couple months to see like how is that gonna bring people in so i have like a questionnaire on our site that's like how'd you hear about us and like sample is an option so we'll hopefully be able to figure out like how they found us oh that's such a good idea i love those samples especially just for, like travel and then you're like oh yeah i love it so much and you just go I love that kind of consumer journey. It just feels so like organic and nice as well. Yeah. Just quickly around like the teams. I know you've mentioned there's like a team, like how big is your team? Like how is namesake growing on workforce side? Yeah. So um, a lot is me, <laughs> but I do, you know, delegate. So I, I have like a couple people who help me with social. I have like a lot of like consultant type people who I will kind of meet with like once a week, once every other week. Um, and I feel like that has been a really great way to have some good guidance and to kind of keep me on track so I can go and execute, you know, certain things that I need to, but I, you know, I also have a warehouse that the product ships out of. So I'm not like packing boxes every day. I, I obviously do that for stuff. Like I pack these samples and send them, but not for everything, you know? So I do try to delegate as much as I can. Um, and just kind of tap into experts who have done this before um, to kind of help me along. That's a really cool approach. I think that a lot of people that I spoke to that are starting brands really struggle with that kind of one to three yeah. people. Like how do I kind of scale yeah. the team to kind of get all of those things done? But I really love that approach of like working with experts, working with consultants kind of make a strategy for you mm-hmm. and then kind of taking those tasks on yourself but with that expert guidance it feels a lot less isolating than just kind of everything's on my head yeah do, yada 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 without also okay i have the capital to hire like a million people exactly right like i'd love to have you know i mean but with team comes other issues you know like manage like you're either then managing like a ton of people or you're like really in the nitty gritty. So I'm trying to like be in in the middle. Obviously I'm in the nitty gritty, but um, being able to kind of delegate as much as I can has been helpful. For sure. Do you have any tips for anyone starting a skincare brand that's just looking to get, I guess their product in front of as many people as possible? Yeah, I mean, I think there's so many things. I think- Give me two, just two. Two. Um, From an awareness standpoint then, I think, TikTok is great yeah. and Instagram. Just the fact that you can, you could go to markets every weekend and like stand in front of, you know, 50 people and tell them about your brand. Or you could post a video and tell like thousands of people at one time about what you're doing and just like keep doing that. Um, 
And I think also like the founder story is just so important. Like people really care about who you are. Um, you know, when I, when people go to the website or when, even when I go to a website, you go to about, you want to like, okay, like who's this person? Like, where is this, like, where is this really coming from? Um, so I think being able to have a voice as a founder and have like whatever your special sauce is, um, that you're kind of sharing with the world is really important. I know it's really hard. Cause like, I was never like, I was never public on Instagram. Like, I didn't tell anyone about namesake until like the day I launched. Like I was very much this like private person until I was like, Oh wait, this is my business. (laughs) I have to like go like top dance. So then I was like, okay, let let me get on TikTok," And then that like took off and I was like, Whoa, this is something. Um, and now, you know, I feel like way more comfortable, like on Instagram and, and all these places. I still like, it's still kind of nerve wracking. You know, I don't do like lives all the time or really ever, but, um, I think it's just important because then it just like helps people know where the brand is coming from, know that it was like kind of created with like integrity and Mm -hmm. then people are just like more likely to like invest. So I couldn't agree more. I think that's one of the things when I speak to a lot of people they struggle with is that becoming a public figure part of mm-hmm. it. But you're right, it is really, really important. People do care where products are coming from. They want to know that story. They want to buy into the brand, essentially, more yeah. so than this could be the most amazing product in the world, but I want to feel a part of something. Yes. Um, and kind of curating that story is so, so, so important. But I get it. It's so difficult for so many people. Yeah. What's one thing that you really underestimated, I guess, like cost wise when it came to starting a skincare brand? Oh, everything is really expensive. (laughs) I think that's like, that's the bottom line. Um, I think I'm trying to think like, what is the thing? I think, I think I underestimated how things add up, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's like, even when you think about product development, which like, is something that I'm, you know, trying to do more, which is, it's almost like the R&D of it all, like getting samples created is not like a huge expense. Like that's reasonable, but to go into then full production where they're like, okay, cool. You have the sample, you paid like $1,500, like to kind of iterate on the sample. Now we go into production. It's like, okay, if you're, if you're, formula or your product is, you know, $5 to make, and they're requiring you to make 5,000 of them, 3,000 of them, <laughs> then that's just the, that's just the goop inside. Then you also have the packaging and the packaging, the minimums are just really, really high. So like most packaging minimums are like 10,000 and maybe it's like oh 50 cents or a dollar, but you know, it putting that up. all together, it's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it just ends up wow. being a lot. Yeah. So I, I think I've never even considered that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's so much that goes into it. So kind of what I'm doing is like getting a bunch of, you know, products ready and like go through testing cuz like that also takes so much time. Like yeah. we went through irritation testing, which is like a 2-month test for like people come to the lab every every week and get, you know, the product applied to their skin and kind of over time they're trying to make sure that there's no reactions that are found um that so they're just like all these tests and stuff that need to happen but i'm trying to just get everything through the process and like ready so mm. that 
you know, I'm also like in the middle of a fundraise so that when, you know, that closes, like, okay, cool. We've got, these are the things that are ready to go out. Um, bang, bang. Yeah. Like but at the beginning, it's like, it's like, here's That's all my money. <laughs> yeah, that is a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Like I can't yeah. imagine just, yeah. You finally got your dream product. The formulation right. perfect. And then right. you're like, yeah exactly exactly and that's also why you know going into retail is really expensive because if they're like you're like i'm going into all of the doors of you know name your retailer and they want you know each store they need 50 units of something and then you have to there's just like a lot to consider and everything is is yeah the capital that's required is really a lot Oh my goodness. And how is your fundraise currently going? Is this your first fundraise? Where are you yeah. in your journey? Yeah, okay. I'm in the middle of like an angel round, which is yes. really like talking to people who are going to believe in you and Absolutely. want to invest in you as a founder um, versus like a venture capital company who, you know, they're investing in you for sure, but they're like, we need you to hit like certain milestones or like we're out. Like angels are kind of like, oh, like here's 10K. I know I might not see it again, but I believe yeah. in you. So like, go, you know, I want to support you kind of thing. Um, so that is the route that I've been on. Um, and it's still hard, right? It's like so many conversations and so much follow up. And that also becomes like another job. So it's kind of figuring out the balance of like <laughs> running a business and yeah. also raising is like very, it's, I have not figured out that balance. Can imagine. It's Working a lot. On it. uh, yeah. What- on for sure yeah and especially because like you said working with angels it is about that personal connection mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. which takes a lot of takes time, time. Yeah. yeah and then you've got your whole baby to run right and having a life having a family yeah yeah a lot. It's a lot but i feel like there's so much to come from namesake is there anything that you can kind of like tease about categories that you'd love to move into or i don't know don't give us too much but Yeah. I mean, I definitely want to like round out the full skincare routine with like innovative, fun, gentle, clean essentials. Um, Would love to get into body. I mean, I love body care, you know, so that, you know, is in the future. Um, SPF would definitely be in the future. Takes forever. I can't even imagine that formulation process. Yeah, there and the testing required because it's a drug, you know, here. Yeah. And oh, I mean gosh. there are two. But that I think that just adds like way more rigor. Um, yeah. so but yeah, I wanna do it all. Wow. Oh I'm just so excited for the brand. I feel like I don't know, I just feel like I'm so happy connected when we did because I could just see it's just gonna be such a huge, huge takeover brand and it's just such a different position for a skincare brand coming to market. I love the story. I love the fact that your mom and you kind of are just so close on this. And I don't know, I just, I bought into the story and I'm sure that everyone else is going to buy into the story as well. Thank Where can you. everyone find you, find namesake if they're looking to find more information or of course purchase? Yes, of course. So you can find me on Instagram at Davelin. It's just at Davelin because I got my Instagram years ago. So cool. <laughs> and then um, my TikTok is my mom's a derm. Um, and then namesake, you can find at namesakeskincare.com, also on 13loon.com. Um, and our Instagram is namesakeskincare, same with TikTok, namesakeskincare. So see you there. They're everywhere. Thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. And I Thank just can't you. wait to hear what everyone hears and thinks about the episodes. So I just think there's so many people that are considering 
creating brands and mm-hmm. creating that's really in the trenches with growing their baby, I think is really, really powerful. And I hopefully everyone can come behind you and help to support that journey as well. So thank Amazing. You so. Thank you so much, Danny. It was so fun to be here. I'm so glad we got to do this. <laughs> How do I? Okay. I think we stopped.